Way Home with Laura Smith, the show that brings you wonderful guests, helpful advice, and uplifting stories. The Way Home. Live Inspire. Here's your host, Laura Smith. Well, I can't believe how fast this year has gone, but we are awaiting the arrival of Thanksgiving in just a few days. And it went fast, but it is a wonderful time of the year. And hopefully for you and yours, no matter what you're doing for the holiday, I have someone here. She's a life coach and she does a lot of speaking engagements as well, but she helps everybody through any type of issue that they may be going through and they want some transformation, healing and growth. Lena Ehrenberg is here. She helps people in business, in love relationships, even in losing weight. But she has so much wisdom and advice from from a sage. And, and so this week being Thanksgiving, we wanted to focus on what can we do um, to try to be the best we can be and also bring out the best in others as well? And how do we maybe mitigate some of those issues that might come up or some of the th- same things that happen every year that we wish didn't and we wish we did better and we don't have to regret afterwards? Just to love more, basically. And so with that being said, I'm grateful that Lena is here. She has some really great advice about gratitude in general and how much it can transform your life. Well, what else can transform your life is good nutrition. And that goes for everybody. That is universal. Not only gratitude, but good nutrition. And good nutrition basically means getting the right nutrients into your system. That's not necessarily easy in this day and age. It's also highly expensive if you try to get it in in the amounts that you're supposed to. It's really difficult, especially with seasonal vegetables and things in and out like that. It's not easy to keep up with getting the right fruits and vegetables all the time that provide the maximum punch in terms of your nutrition. How do I do it? How does my family do it? How do countless of others do it, they take something called balance of nature. Balance of nature, fruits and veggies in a capsule, and also their fiber and spice. They only have three products that they make, nothing else. They don't jump into a million other uh, types of things. No, they do fruits and vegetables, fiber and spice. That's what they do. And they add nothing else to this. It is 100% pure produce and fiber and spice that comes from the earth. And that is it. And it's such a remarkable product. But even though on Thanksgiving, we all tend to eat a little bit better in terms of the vegetable department anyway, you know, we get our sweet potatoes, but sometimes they have a lot of butter and marshmallows on them. I'm not sure that would be included in the food pyramid. But You know, taking balance of nature helps to balance out maybe what you're not getting or you're getting too much of. And it truly is a phenomenal way to stay healthy, to maintain all the, all the nutrients that you're supposed to have as an adult, as even children. Children can take balance of nature as well. And for people who say, well, I don't like swallowing capsules, you can open them up. The fruits are, tastes like berries. And it, so you can put them in smoothies, you can put them in ice cream, you can put them in cereal, you can put them in milkshakes, whatever you want. Uh, the vegetable ones, you can put them in mashed potatoes, you can put them in hot broth, chicken broth. You can put them in even eggs there, you'll get your green eggs and ham. It's an incredible product. I've been on it now for 13 years. I'm so blessed and grateful by it. My parents say the exact same thing. They won't miss it. They refuse to miss a day of taking their balance of nature because especially when you get up there in age, it's harder to get 
the maximum amount of nutrients. Balance of Nature is easy to order. You just go to their website, balanceofnature.com. It's so easy, but make sure you put my name into the promo code, Laura, and you will get 35% off your first preferred order and free shipping. So L-A-U-R-A into the promo code, or you can call them at this easy to remember number, 800-2468-751, and tell the nice person on the phone that you're putting Laura into the promo code. That way they know that you heard it here on the way home. When we come back, Lena Ehrenberg coaching us through um, Thanksgiving week with all the right ingredients, love and gratitude. Don't go away. It's the way home. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, when I was thinking about when the show was going to air this week and I realized it was right before Thanksgiving, I thought, what do I want to know and maybe think about as we head on into the holiday? Um, besides gratitude, of course, and we will absolutely cover gratitude today. But I was thinking about relationships and whether you're having Thanksgiving with your family or a friends versus what do you call it? A frank friends giving. Um, no matter what, at the end of the day, it comes down to um, relationships, and that can often sort of direct how we end up uh, facing that day and then also enjoying that day and what we take away from that day. And for a lot of people, it's super easy. Families are easy. Friends are easy. And it's just a wonderful celebration. And we just get together and love. And I thought it would be such a good idea. Uh, an old friend from college days was on social media the other day. And I just loved her post and what her uh, people were saying on her her timeline there. And she was talking about the life coaching that she does. But mostly it was about about bringing love into relationships and not just a romantic relationship, but all relationships in life. It could be a business relationship. It could be a family relationship or a relationship with someone uh, that you've just met. And so Lena Ehrenberg is here, and I just love her way of expressing these wonderful skills that we can absolutely choose to have positive interactions with people that we love and we don't have to just fall into the trap of well you know i don't get along with this person i'm gonna have to keep my mouth shut i better not talk politics or money or whatever at the table we want to be able to go in more mindful than that so lena ehrenberg is here wonderful life coach and speaker thank you so much for joining us today i think all of us are longing for uh, to do relationships and just love more and be more grateful in our lives thank you Thank you so much. This is so wonderful. I love talking. I love talking to you. I love seeing you again. And I, I love um, talking about all of these topics. It's wonderful. It's it's what a beautiful time of year. And also think about living in a country where we have a holiday to acknowledge and express and think about being grateful. That's that's always been amazing to me. I really appreciate that. Uh, me too. I it, it there is something so profoundly wonderful about the concept of it. But truly, the older I get, the more I see that gratitude. When people ask you what is the most important thing you try to incorporate into your life, and love is definitely one of them. But gratitude seems to kind of cover so many bases. 
Alina. And so why, yeah. why is that? What is it about gratitude that can literally transform people from the inside out and also situations? Well, as I've gotten older as well and done more self-examination and really looked around me and, and kind of studied relationships between people, what I've noticed is that happy people tend to be grateful and grateful people tend to be happy. And I don't really know which comes first or if it matters which comes first. It's kind of like chicken and egg on a whole different level, right? It's, it's because when we think about being grateful for whatever it might be, it might be for things that we have. It might be for just the way we live in general. I think that that creates a container for us to be in the positive and in seeing all that we have. And what I've noticed about a lack of gratitude is that that kind of sends the focus towards what we don't have. And it's then that becomes the whole focus. And you might become someone who develops this concept that you don't have, that you're very much lacking because you're simply not looking around and acknowledging and being grateful for all that you do have. And mm-hmm. on that subject specifically, you know, I, I just read a quote that I'd really like to read to you and I'm looking at it so that I can get it exactly. Um, In an interview in People magazine, Michael J. Fox said, with gratitude, optimism is sustainable. If I'm grateful, it allows for the possibility of something fantastic. Mm. And I just love the idea of sustainable optimism, right? So it's not, um, it's not a trick playing a trick with your mind. Oh, I'm uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to say that I'm, I'm going to say that I'm grateful. I'm going to say that I have a lot of things. You know, I'm not going to look down the street at all that 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 family has. And I'm going to say, okay, I'm happy. It's not about that. Gratitude really is a perspective and a feeling that we carry forward with us. And that enables us to sustain our, our happiness and our positivity and having that outlook on our lives. And that is also a choice. How beautiful that it, it was Michael J. Fox, because if anybody you would look at and say, wow, he must not be very grateful for that yep. Parkinson's disease and whatever. Yep. Here, he's the one saying the quote about remaining grateful. And actually, that made me think of there's a, a quote in the Bible about be grateful in all things. And and I when I read that many years ago, um, I remember thinking, no, not everything. You can't be grateful for everything. You can't be grateful for tragedy or, or some, you know, some disasters. And, but then I thought, well, it's there and it's meaningful and it keeps jumping out at me. And what is it? What am I missing? And to be grateful in all things, they're talking about an attitude, I yeah. think. So, um, I started to use it almost as a, not a trick, but, I started to say, okay, I'll, I'll try that. 
I'm going to do that. And um, I read a book by Corey Ten Boom. I don't know if uh, you know who she is, but she was uh, from a a family in, I believe it was in the Netherlands, that that helped to hide a Jewish family in her attic and was subsequently caught by the Gestapo or whatever. And they, they threw her whole family into the prison camps. She ended up surviving, but she told this story about um, being in the barracks at, at night and being and it being infested with fleas. And she and her sister were getting completely bitten by fleas all night long, and they just they just felt like they wanted to die. It was so terrible. And Corey said to her sister, "Get on your knees right now. We're supposed to give thanks in all things." And the sister said, I can't. I'm not going to. And she said, we have to. It's it's in there. It's in the Bible. We have to do this. So there they were in these barracks under these conditions on their knees. And they said, thank you for the fleas, God. Well, the next morning, they heard two of the guards outside of the barracks in the dark. They were listening to the guards talking and they said, yeah, these these ones in this this hall were supposed to go into the gas chambers last night. But that place was so infested with fleas, I wasn't going to go in there and get them. Wow. And that made such a huge impression on me that I started saying thank you in all things. And I realized what an incredible privilege it was to be able to be grateful. So, yes, back to your point uh, about Americans have this holiday that is actually dedicated to And and Canadians as well in October, they have, there's, I, and I have quite a few friends in Canada now. And so they have a a Thanksgiving celebration as well. Uh Um, so yeah, it's so wonderful. I, I want to go back just, um, to that story you just told, which thank you for sharing that. I had never heard that. The Bible says, be grateful in all things. It doesn't say be happy. And I think that that is a huge, huge, distinction to make because I think that there are a lot of people in our society right now who are very focused on whether or not they are happy. And of course, I I had a a teacher, I had a coach once who said, oh, okay, you want to be happy all the time. So you want to be happy when someone you love passes away? Really? That's what that would mean. You know, you want to be happy in, in these circumstances that are so trying and so heartbreaking. That's what that would mean. No, but you know, to know that you can be grateful because we don't know when we're in the situation, how it's going to play out ultimately or what it's going to mean ultimately for our lives. We just know that in this moment, something is happening that really feels terrible. And, and that's a whole, that's a whole other level. Yeah. So there is people, they feel that they're not being heard. If you try to bring up, what can you be grateful for? Where, whereas really, it's an offering for me of love and to, and, and to try to, you want them to feel better, right? So, and I know some yes, people just want to be yes. listened to, but mm-hmm. I, I just know that gratitude works. So, um, to your point, to be grateful in all things is not the same thing as saying you're happy about everything, but gratitude brings the optimi- optimism, as Michael J. Fox said. Yeah. It's that op- sense of optimism, which doesn't let you get mired into the problem, into the disaster, and without any 
idea or or hope that there's something better right on the other side of it. Right, exactly. And it also enables you to say that just because I'm not happy right now doesn't mean that something's wrong. And that's the other thing, too, that takes us out of the ability to use that, to understand what the lesson is in that moment for us. If we're so caught up in our thoughts about why is this happening? I'm not happy. This feels uncomfortable. This shouldn't be happening. That takes us away from dealing with the situation in the moment, doing what we need to do practically in that situation and and being able later down the line to to look back on it and understand um, where that fits within the whole context of, of everything. You're reminding me of, of an article I read a couple of months ago where the point was made, and I love it so much. God did not save Daniel from the lion's den. God saved Daniel in the lion's den. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, just got goosebumps. I Yes. I've heard that before, but it is, there is such a profound impact of when you think about what that means. So you're not always saved from the circumstances or the difficulties right. or the sadnesses or whatever that is, but you, grace is in the midst of it. Yes. And grace and gratitude, I think, are somehow akin and, uh, one and the same on, on many levels. So when we think about anyone who's listening, Lena, and they are getting ready to perhaps go spend Thanksgiving with their family, but yeah. they might be having like these feelings of whether it's anxiety or fear that, oh, I just hope that so-and-so doesn't start talking about that because that's just going to ruin the whole day. Mm-hmm. What, how- Dread. <laughs> Dread is Dread. a feeling that a lot of people might be feeling right now, which again, if you are someone who's feeling dread or anxious or fearful or guilty or whatever these things are, maybe you feel like my mother guilted me into coming. I didn't want to go. Right. So it's all of these things. And again, when we start feeling emotions that we think are not the emotions that we ought to be feeling, we think that there's something wrong. Right. And all that is, is, an opportunity for us to understand what it is that we can control in any situation. And the one thing that every single one of us can always absolutely control in every single situation is how we choose to think about what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that there's so much power in that because when we think about um, getting together and, and sharing a holiday. And, you know, we, some of us have seen these beautiful paintings of families sitting around a table or, or seen TV shows or seen movies and everybody looks so happy and it seems so peaceful, right? Mm-hmm. But the way that we can create peace, at least for ourselves, is to understand that Everything we think and everything that we feel that comes from those thoughts is a choice. We get to decide how to respond. So here's an example. Let's say um, you're feeling that 
your mom really pushed you to come home for Thanksgiving this year because, you know, you have some elderly relatives and it's always a consideration and you want to be able to see them. And the thought might be, gosh, I feel, you know, my mom's making me feel so guilty if I don't go home, even though there's these other things going on there that I don't want to participate in. You get to decide. You get to decide that, you know what? I love my grandparents. I love my aunts and uncles. It's true. They are getting older. I have this beautiful opportunity to go and spend time with them and focus on them and know that when I leave, I have spent that quality time with them rather than mom is guilting me into coming home for Thanksgiving. Mm. Right. And, and it's simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. It made me think of the word Thanksgiving in itself. Uh, the word giving is in there. And yet I think often we all think is, how is this going to affect me? Do I want to do this? Is this going to be hard? I hate this or this is, this is triggering for me or whatever, but there's a giving part of Thanksgiving. And, and, you know, it's how do you want to show up, be the person that you wish to see in the world? I mean, it's kind of that, that old saying, be just show up as the person that you wish that you know, everybody was like, so you've got to be that yourself. Show up. Yeah. Show up as the person you want to see in the world, but also you create the feeling that you want to feel right. I, I, I've learned to say that love is an action. Love is not a thing that is either given to you or not given to you. Love is not a thing that you either give to someone or don't give to someone. Love is a feeling. And think about this. This is so powerful. When you love someone, when you are active, think about someone right now, Laura, who you love. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? I mean, good. (laughs) You are feeling love. That other person isn't feeling actively feeling the feeling of love, you are actively feeling the feeling of love because you are loving. And that's how you can create, you might not create detente, you might not create peace in your entire family. You can create pockets of peace for yourself. And the more peace that you feel, the more peace that you are there being and expressing and exuding, you're bringing that peace into that situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. A lot of it has to do with how we re- react and respond, just it's like fun. you said. And mm-hmm. that that is a choice. We don't think it is because we right. think that reactions are instantaneous. It's like so-and-so says that, so I automatically go there. Well, not necessarily. If you mm-hmm. take just a one-second beat and think before it, you have a choice. I can say something. Or not say something. Exactly. Smile and move it on to somewhere else or, or there's just a a thousand. There's myriad ways to 
respond and react, and they don't have to be the one that first comes to us. Well, or it could even the way you're saying that, thank you, because I'm actually seeing that differently this time. The reaction might be the first impulse, but that doesn't have to be the response. After the first impulse, that's when you have the choice. Just because you might feel in that moment doesn't mean you have to lash out, right? You can take that pause and decide, how do I want to respond to that? Or do I even, here's here's something wild and crazy. Let me throw that out there for you. And I'm saying it's wild and crazy because some of your listeners might not realize this. It was not something I ever realized. Just because I've always acted a certain way all my life doesn't mean I have to always act that same way. Who knew? I didn't know just because every single holiday in my family went the same way didn't mean it had to. Our past does not predict our future. We get to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, it is a choice. And like anything else that you would prepare for, you can prepare for this, right, Lena Ehrenberg? Oh, absolutely. And maybe we even should think about that. Like already sit down a couple days before Thanksgiving. Well, now it's like four days away. So we can go, okay, now I know uncle so-and-so is going to be there. And so is aunt this and cousin that. And I know (laughs) where they're going to go. And I know what they're going to talk about. I already know that's going to happen because it's happened before. So... How about I try these different things to make yeah. it go differently than it always does? Again, yeah. that puts the choice back in you personally. Instead of blaming everybody else for ruining something, you get to choose, you know, because you prepare yourself. And right. I think it's okay to prepare yourself. Oh, absolutely. I think it's really necessary to prepare yourself. I mean, you would prepare yourself for anything that you're going to do that's important to you. And you're going to prepare yourself for anything that you've never done before, right? So if you want to go to spend the holidays with your family, which is important, and you want to do it in a different way, that's also something you've never done before, right? So here's a couple of ideas for that, that you can start to think about now and and figure out a a game plan for yourself. And honestly, the first thing that I would say is it's not a competition. It's a conversation. And that's one of those things that we can like in the moment react to. Someone says something that is a totally opposite perspective than the one that we have. And I know that I've done it and I still do it in moments when I don't catch myself. I don't have to respond to counter what that person just said. I can let that just be. So you don't have to get, you know, get into a dialogue with people about something because that's what continues it. Right. Exactly. So you can let the other person just say what they say. And I can hear some people already saying to me, yeah, but they're going to think that I agree with them. Okay. Well, so what? If it helps create peace in that moment, so what? Because you know that you don't. And here's something else that occurred to me a while ago. I'm okay if I'm the only one who knows that I'm right. 
that everybody else wants to think that I'm wrong and I know that I'm right. I can keep my mouth shut about that and just be the one that knows that. I'm okay with yeah. that if it helps keep keep a more peaceful atmosphere, you know? Um, the other thing is that there's a difference between being nice and being kind. And nice kind of also goes along with polite, right? So sometimes you're in a situation, whether it's a family or a friend group or whatever it is, sometimes you're in a situation that one person's viewpoint seems to really monopolize. And some people might think, well, it's nice to let this person do all the talking because, well, you know, they're the elder or they're the host or they're the, you know, whatever in some way. But being, quote unquote, nice in that situation might not necessarily be the kind response, especially if we're talking about self-love and we're talking about um, self-care in a moment, right? So it's perfectly okay to want to maybe change the subject if someone is bringing something up and, you know, that is um, distressing or distracting or whatever it is. And there's all different ways that you can do that. You can, you know, you can literally say, Oh, have you heard about blah, 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 or what did you think about, you know, whatever, and literally try to steer the conversation that can feel very confronting and uncomfortable for some people. If you're sitting at the dinner table, you can literally just pass the peas. <laughs> there you go. Pass and, the peas. And do it loudly. Oh, Tony here, you finished all your peas. Would you like some more? Margaret, what'd you put in the peas? Because my kids will never eat my peas, but Tony's like eating all the peas, right? So you can literally take an action and verbally reinforce that action. The other thing is, you know, if it's be before dinner is you can um just, you know, move, move around. You can literally move around and not be with that person. But I think... The biggest thing to remember, though, is that when you're acting from love for yourself and for the other people who you're there because you love them, rather than acting in opposition to some somebody else, that's going to have the biggest impact on everyone's experience of that holiday. Mm -hmm. Lena Ehrenberg, right. thank you so much. If people want to get in touch with you for their own coaching sessions, whether it be in business and love, life, even weight loss, I know that you do. How can people find you? Thank you so much, Laura. That's It's really been a joy to talk to you. Um, my website is lenaehrenberg.com and I'm on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Have More Love. Ah, that says it all. Have More Love at have more love. Lena Ehrenberg, thank you so much for sharing such great wisdom, pearls of wisdom um, on this Thanksgiving week. So appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. The World Economic Forum recently found out that only 33% of technology jobs worldwide are filled by the necessary skilled personnel. 
That's a low number, but IBM really hopes to change that. Kelly Jordan is here, Director of, and Career Skill of Career Skills and Performance at IBM. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us and looking forward to hearing about wonderful programs and apprenticeships that IBM is offering. I think it's a great, great idea. Thanks for having me. I'm such, I'm so passionate about this topic because it is such a unique opportunity for people who may not have thought that they could have a job in technology to find that entry point into a company like IBM. Absolutely. And it's interesting to me. It's you, you don't just offer it to people who maybe have had a four year bachelor's degree or even a master's degree. You're offering this to, to anyone really who just is, is willing to jump in, do the work and, uh, earn while they learn. Basically, it's an incredible thing. Tell us about it. Absolutely. And we're actually looking for the people that don't have those traditional degrees. There's 62% of Americans that don't have a bachelor's degree. And so many of them are really affected by something that we call the paper ceiling. It's a bit of a barrier that holds people back because they don't have a bachelor's degree. They don't have that piece of paper. Apprenticeship, where we look for people regardless of skill, allows them to come into a company to earn while they learn. They're going to get training. They're going to have the chance to apply those skills on the job, and they're going to earn a competitive salary while they do it. So it's a really great alternative pathway for people who didn't feel that college may have been a fit, who wanted to avoid student loan debt, even for people who maybe are transitioning into a new career. Um, We have had apprentices from ages 18 to 60 representing an entire variety of backgrounds from people coming straight out of high school to people who are those career reinventors. Wow. This is really hopeful and exciting, I would say, um, for looking for a skills first approach. I like how IBM is calling it the new collar initiative, new collar initiative, um, as opposed to white collar, blue collar. This is new collar. So it's offering people who normally wouldn't consider themselves eligible uh, to work at a, a technology based company like IBM the opportunity, like you said, to earn while they learn. That means they're getting paid to be trained on these programs and such, correct? Absolutely correct. Yep. They are coming in, they are working as part of a team with a manager, with a mentor, and they are earning a salary while they are growing their skills. I think it's incredible that IBM is investing $250 million in apprenticeships and these programs uh, by by 2025. So th- this opportunity is currently available, right, uh, Kelly? I mean, anybody can find out about it and maybe even just sign up and start to work as quickly as what? They absolutely can. So we are investing $250 million, as you mentioned, in a lot of our skills-based hiring programs, of which apprenticeship is one. We have great learning platforms that are available to anybody who's looking at building a skill. But if they're particularly interested in apprenticeship, they can go out to ibm.biz forward slash U.S. Apprenticeship and learn more about the program. They can see the types of roles that we offer apprenticeships for. And there's about 25 different roles, everything from software development to cybersecurity to data science, design, even human resources. Um, Because really, almost any role can be apprenticeable. And they'll see all of our current job openings there. And if there's not one that they're interested in right now, they can always sign up to be part of our talent network. When we have those openings, they'll hear about them and can come back and apply. I think it's incredible. And this is all across the United States. 
It is. We've had apprentices from coast to coast since we started the program um, five years ago this fall. We have actually had almost a thousand apprentices come through at this point, which is really, really exciting. This is so important and something that um, families can be talking to their kids or their grandchildren about the opportunities. Um, maybe they're looking for something that's uh, like, as you said, you don't have to have a college degree for it, but they don't want to do something maybe that's just maybe in the service industry and restaurants and things like that or factory work, but would like technology. They just need sort of the leg up, hand out, not hand out, but somebody helping them to be able to pursue this. I, I just think it's an incredible thing. And IBM is truly a legacy brand. I remember it as a as a young person. IBM was so respected. And uh, I lived overseas as a child and a lot of my my schoolmates, um, their dads and moms worked at IBM. It's just really so uh, after so many years, IBM is still uh, really finding new ways to reach people and to expand its own business. And they're doing it by really helping people. Um, I, anything else that we we can know about the programs? I just think it's a great opportunity. As you mentioned, it's not something that everybody traditionally thinks about these days, at least not in the U.S., but there's over 800,000 new apprentices every single year in a variety of companies. Um, for other companies who are hearing about this and thinking maybe that sounds really interesting, it's not that challenging to start this type of program and it will pay off because it's helping you to bring in a much more diverse pool of candidates. It helps with retention. And for people who are thinking, well, is that for me? You know, the stories that I have about our apprentices, people who have come into our program um, and who have been able to really change the trajectory of the path that they were on. We have one apprentice uh, who's in the program right now, Jordan Bond, who was doing accounting work for a car dealership uh, when COVID hit and he lost his job. So he took his stimulus check and he bought himself a laptop and signed up for some online Python and data science courses and took those skills that he learned along with some of those soft skills around collaboration and growth mindset and adaptability that he already had and came into our data science apprenticeship program at IBM. So he's really been you know, able to completely change the path he was on as a result of circumstances that were outside of his control. Wow. And, you know, some people have a natural proclivity for this. They didn't have to study it necessarily in high school or, or college. It's, it's some people are just wired that way and they're good at that type of thing. And this apprenticeship would allow somebody, um, you know, to, to easily gravitate towards that where traditionally they wouldn't have thought that they were eligible. So I think it's an incredible, um, a wonderful opportunity. And if you could give us the website one more time so that anyone listening can um, really tell people within their family, their friends alike, you know, this is a wonderful, wonderful path to uh, not only earning while they're learning, but starting a whole new career. And the world is in great need of it. Absolutely. You can go to ibm.biz forward slash US apprenticeship. Wonderful. ibm.biz forward slash U.S. apprenticeship. Kelly Jordan, thank you so much. Wonderful uh, uh, talk today. And thank you for um, possibly changing people's lives. Kelly Jordan, Director, Career Skills and Performance at IBM. We appreciate you being on The Way Home. Thanks, Laura. You're listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. 
Well, if gratitude were riches, I feel very wealthy. So grateful for so much in my life. Every day, every week, uh, getting to do this show, getting to work with Bob and Jim. I'm grateful for you guys. That's for sure. And uh, just grateful to be able to talk to people like Lena Ehrenberg, who offers such beautiful, poignant words of wisdom and um, really just uh, hoping that everybody uh, that's listening to the program today has a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving, whether you're doing it by yourself or having it with the whole family, maybe with friends, Friendsgiving, something like that. I just hope that you feel a sense of gratitude in your life for for all that you have. And now we turn to the guru of good news and gratitude. That would be James Cleefield, Jimmy Dean, my friend here. How are you, and what do you have for us? Oh, I have some good news for you. And you talked about the you know the season of giving. Tis the season of giving. I think that's apropos for this first story in particular. I want to tell you the story about a gentleman uh, in San Francisco. He is going to be celebrating a milestone birthday next year. He's turning the big 3-0, Brian Silakos. And he's quite nervous about this. I can, I can understand why when I, when I turned 30 years ago. Well, he decided to do something about that. He made a little list of the things he's grateful for, showing gratitude. You talked about that earlier in the show. And all the great things that's happened to him with the help of his friends and family. So 30 Acts of Kindness by 30 was hatched. This is his idea. And he's already done three acts, if you can believe that right now, on his way to his birthday next year. You want to hear all three of them? Well, here's what happened. The first act. He made 400 desserts for some local firefighters. That was number one. Number two, this is the most impressive. With the help of 18 sponsors nationwide, Brian donated 150 supply kits to middle schools in Oakland worth $12,000. Can you believe that? And if that wasn't enough, he's helping animal shelter workers improve their overall health. He personally delivered, with the help of a rental truck, 118 care packages with really good food, vitamins, essential oils, and much more to help their overall physical and mental well-being. And that's something we can all do nowadays. Well, it has gotten such buzz on social media. I mean, everybody around the nation has been talking about it. It's really a talk, being talked about online. He's got a social media account everywhere with Instagram. And you can follow this incredible story that Brian's doing of these three acts and more. And here's where you can find it. This is his handle on Instagram, at 30 acts by 30 That's the number 30, acts by 30 You can follow him on Instagram. I just did that myself, and I just watched the video of that third act. And I must say, the smiles on these people's faces when they saw him deliver all of those packages. One lady said, it's Christmas. She's just overjoyed about all this. Now, you just can imagine what the next 27 acts are going to be. I mean, just imagine if he can get to this magic number of 30 before his 30th birthday. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to follow this very closely. There is a part two somewhere, but really good for him just giving it all back. So as we like to say in the biz, to be continued. Oh, I love that. 30 acts of kindness. You know, talk about selfless. So, you know, he could have like just created a big old party for him and his friends and gone out and celebrated. Instead, he decided to make the world a better place. And he's and, and wow, he's he doesn't just do just little things like he opened the door. for. He goes somebody. really big. He goes really go big. Go big or go home, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I wonder what if he'll do the same thing for his 40th and his 50th and You his never 60th. know. You never can tell. I give him credit, though. That is so cool. 30 acts by 30, is mm-hmm. it? 30 acts by 30. 
by 30. Okay. Terrific. Wonderful stuff. Well, great incentive and a great uh, role model he is to all of us uh, and only 30 years old at that. And I'm sure some people will have a much merrier Christmas too, indeed. Yes. uh, And also, uh, here's a wonderful story about a woman uh, in Georgia who was kind of down on her luck, unfortunately. Uh, We don't know her name, but she was on her way to work one day uh, on a very rainy day in Georgia, and she stopped to get some gas at a local station. And unfortunately, she had been the victim of an awful robbery. She lost all her money, all her credit cards. She lost everything. And she went to fill up her tank, and she did have a gift card, which she thought had some money on it so she could get a full tank. She inserted the card, and guess what? It was rejected. So she's thinking, what am I to do? Should I leave this vehicle here? Do I walk to work in this awful weather? Well, fear not. Because there was a very nice officer, Officer Harrison from the McDonough Police Department in Georgia. He happened to be nearby, Johnny on the spot there. And he said, is something wrong, madam? He said, yes, I mean, I just, I have no money to pay for this gas. I have to go to work and maybe I just have to walk. Maybe I'll just leave the car here. He would have none of it. So he reached in and he paid for all the gas himself. And she was very appreciative. And you can imagine you know, how happy she was being able to get to her job as she normally would. Now, I, all I can say is I hope that they can find this perpetrator, whoever that person may be, who took all this from her to begin with. And uh, hopefully she'll have a much merrier Christmas So uh, and she gets all her valuables back. But uh, at least that was really nice. And on the Facebook post, the McDonough Police Department said this much. Way to go, Officer Harrison. Yes, indeed. Yeah, you know what? Especially with the price of gas these days, that was more than just a small gesture. That was <laughs> that was very very kind of him. Um, that's a wonderful thing, you know. And and I I just always am so grateful for our officers in blue, men and women who put their lives on the line every day. And I just will be forever and. Uh, grateful for them. And uh, so more of them are like that than any other way. So we have to remember that um, the the majority are just like Officer Harrison. That's wonderful. Love these good news stories for sure. Bobby, what are you doing for Thanksgiving this year? Do you have any plans? Who, me? Yeah. Yes, I've, you, I've been invited to, um, to a friend's yacht club for dinner, actually. Wow. I a know. yacht club? Yes. Yes. Mm. Pretty fancy. That means I got to dress up. Well, I've oh, never you seen do? you dressed up. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're like you. You dress up? No, just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> oh, that's very nice, though, to be invited. That's a nice yeah. thing. So, so the club must be putting on a, a, a Thanksgiving spread. I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that sounds terrific. And you don't have to do a single dish, Bob. That, I think you right. hit the jackpot. None of us do. That's <laughs> kind of the reason it happens. I think. Oh, that's terrific. Awesome. How about you, Jimmy? Where are you going? Well, I definitely want to see my family uh, up north in uh, the Newtown area in Sandy Hook. I have a wonderful boss at work, and I wasn't sure what my schedule is going to be. We kind of go week to week, and I figure, well, I know we're always open. We have to take care of the furries, so probably maybe she might need me to work. God bless her. I mean, she gave me both Thanksgiving and Friday off because we're kind of doing a blended Thanksgiving, meaning like uh, my sister's kids are with one family one day, and then we have to do it on Friday. So maybe we'll get two turkeys. I don't know. You're going to have two Thanksgivings. I guess so, or at least one on Friday. I mean, but I mean, we'll see. But just I didn't know what was going to happen and what my schedule was going to be because, like I said, we're never closed where I work um, because there's always a need for furries. So I'm very grateful that she did that for me. I think she was probably thinking, well, with everything that's happened to me this year, uh, that's. I think this Thanksgiving carries a lot more meaning than it's had in other years. So I think that's what probably why she did that for me, and I'm really grateful. Well, you know what, Jimmy? I have to tell you something. I've known you for many, many years. We go back, oh, probably 20 years in radio together. And I would think one of your standout attributes 
uh, your personality is that you truly are a grateful person. You are always sending me texts about what you're grateful for. And, and you don't do it for any other purpose, but just sort of to declare how blessed you feel. And I do that so for all my levels. friends. A lot of the friends that I, I get in touch with uh, every morning is just like my morning coffee and the balance of nature. I mean, all those things uh, just to really just because <laughs> I'm just such a peace nowadays in my life from where I was. I just and I'm feeling it. I mean, from where I moved, yes. everything seems to be coalescing. It's coming together. That's what I've been feeling. And so as we as we go into the holiday season at Christmas, I have much more to be thankful for considering everything I've been through this year. Yeah, I'm so happy for you. Yes, you have had a lot going on for sure. And when you talk about your furries, let's just tell people mm-hmm. you are a doggy daycare rock star. As a matter you of fact, you work yeah. at the doggy daycare yeah. when you're not doing uh, radio and voiceovers and things like that. You are at the doggy daycare, and I bet you you're their number one employee. As a matter of fact, I'd gotten something from my supervisor. Uh, I was a little like, a, I guess a little gift thing, you know, some points that I get for you know, responsibility. And you know, she called me, she certifiably called me the best canine coach. Numero uno. Mm. How about that? I'm really appreciative Aww. of that. I really felt that love. Well, I think you're, you're my numero uno guru of good news. Hey. So you're going to get awards on all different fronts here. But that's exciting. I'm so happy for you. And I am happy too, because uh, now that I have moved back to beautiful state of indiana to be close to my parents i am very grateful to have thanksgiving with them this year and my daughter who lived in germany for the last seven years has moved back also to the states and she's coming for thanksgiving i am thrilled beyond words and also my beautiful niece who is in her senior year at Syracuse University in New York. She also is coming for Thanksgiving. So I couldn't be more grateful just to spend this sacred day with people that I love so very much. So there you have it. Everyone listening today, thank you so very much um, for being here to to be able to broadcast to. You mean so much to me. I, I feel like I love every one of you. And I just want you to have the most beautiful Thanksgiving. And just think about this week the things you can be grateful for, even if you make a list and uh, hopefully use some of the tips that Lena Ehrenberg was sharing with us about gratitude and making a choice about how you respond or react um, and trying to show up with being the peacemaker. It's all good advice and lots of love once again uh, to Balance of Nature. Thank you to them for sponsoring today's The Way Home. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, everyone. Lots of love. See you next time.